Good morning. Welcome to the Ambry podcast. This morning, we are with Alex Jeffert out of the UK. She is a breakup coach. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this interview since our pre-interview. You are so fun to talk to and you have such a great energy. So I'm very excited that you're joining me today. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing I think everybody would want to know is what exactly is a breakup coach? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Breakup coach is the kind of thing that people, um, when I speak to them right now, they think, oh my God, I could have really done with that when I had this terrible breakup. So what I do is I help um, women that are going through a breakup I help them heal, um, kind of, I don't want to say fix, but go through all of the things that you go through during a breakup, heal all of that. But what I really focus on is on the after to really, I really believe that uh, breakups can be this amazing time to reconnect with yourself and really find out who you are inside of you and what your real essence is. And um, and so that's what I help them with, to really reconnect with themselves, empower them so they can create the life that they really want to. It's an amazing concept to, to have a breakup coach because we are, I don't know if we're hardwired or, or what, but we are meant to believe that there are certain things that you go through, um, especially as a woman, when you go through a breakup, and that could be uh, wallowing and it eating ice cream, a rebound yeah. relationship. Would you say that those are more destructive than productive in the grieving process of a breakup? Yes, 100%. I mean, the the whole idea of going on a rebound is is just a terrible idea because you you're not able to really heal. And basically what you're doing is just piling on the things instead of really releasing and and opening up that space to to really fall back in love with yourself and we always told as well that time heals that oh we'll just take time that soon you'll feel better and yeah there is there is some truth to it of course the the initial pain the initial um anxiety that we feel um will go with time but i truly believe that it's not time that heals it's you. You have to be willing to do that healing. If not, you will keep doing the same things in each relationship. If you are the kind of person that gets jealous, you will be jealous in the next relationship. If you are the kind of person that gets angry, you will get angry in the next relationship unless you really heal those things and you really get to the root of them and break that pattern, you will carry on doing it, which is why I don't believe that time heals breakups (laughs) how great would it have been if i would have met you in my 20s i'm actually going to be 40 here in a few weeks and i'm single and i've had um relationships apparently they've all ended in breakup because i'm once again single but there is there's a pattern of behavior and i can't tell you how many conversations that i've had with there's got to be something wrong with me there's got to be something i'm doing And what I hear back, because people, you know, the people in my corner, they love me. They don't want me to feel bad. They're like, no, it's just you haven't found the right one yet. You just have to wait for the right one. When you find the right one, 
it'll all fall into place. It'll make sense. It'll be work, but it, but it'll, it'll work out. Is that a true statement? If we just wait for the right one? I think it's a bit of both. I think definitely we, um, there's this very self-destructive thing of, oh, there must be something wrong with me. It's not necessarily that there's something wrong with you. It's just the subconscious mind. We, we all go through things in life. We all go through experiences and those will create some like wired patterns in, in our brain. And those are things that can be rewired, that can be um, broken and eliminated, but they do require time. In terms of, yes, the right one will come, 100%, but, but I also believe that the right one is not necessarily the, the right one forever, that it could be that this is the right one to show you maybe you need to heal the relationship with your dad, maybe you need to make boundaries, put boundaries in place in your life, and, and each breakup and each relationship can really teach you those things as well. Of course, it's not that you're going to be in a relationship once a year and then jump into the next person to the next thing you've got to learn but it gets to a point where you become a lot more aware of who you are you become a lot more aware of your triggers and those won't break the relationship anymore so you are able to speak openly a lot more to be more vulnerable um and those things will definitely help in a one relationship you know with your soulmate and so on I think that that's a healthy way to look at it. Um, we are subconsciously, I believe, attracted to or we attract people that we need to to teach us certain things. Or maybe we're trying to compensate something that we ourselves want to work on that we're not or we're not dealing with or looking at. Yeah. Is that would you, you would agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For some reason romantic relationships really trigger us in different ways so something that your partner says could really trigger you but the same thing is said by your friend and it doesn't as much there's a, there's this bond that you create in a relationship that makes it a lot more intense that makes it a lot more complicated and yeah i mean i have seen in my entire life um patterns that i've done in my romantic relationships and my friendships as well but it it kind of impacts you a lot more with the romantic ones which is why i truly believe that you can learn more from those than your your friends maybe friends are nicer and they they put up with our stuff a lot more i don't know <laughs> well you're more than likely not living in close quarters with your friends. I think we have a higher expectation yeah, on our true. romantic relationships than we do our yeah. friendships. We're not ever done growing and learning about ourselves, mm -hmm. about the world. Do you believe that um, just in your practice and what you've learned over the last decade that you've done this is that yeah. once there is the self-awareness about ourselves and what we need to work on and we have those healthier conversations and honest conversations with ourselves, that the next relationship or the right relationship that we might find ourselves in, we have more of an opportunity to grow together with that person? Yes, definitely. I mean, it's also that vibration match, isn't it? So if you keep working on yourself and you keep um, wanting to grow, you are going to energetically 
match that kind of person coming to you communication would be a lot easier it's not like you are up here and the other person is here and you have to kind of come to the middle because that would be very very difficult and that's how a lot of conflicts come on so there's no uh, good communication you don't really know what you want there's no boundaries there's resentment anger etc so really um the more you're aware of yourself the more you know what you want so you wouldn't be going into a relationship with someone that is just not interested in communicating with you because you know that that is important for you so you wouldn't even go there and right. once you are in a relationship with someone that can match that then you can have a more conscious relationship where you can really communicate and be vulnerable and they will be vulnerable too and and so on so when you feel like running for example you can say hey i'm not liking this can we discuss this or can we just take some time out come back to it anything like that that could just create the, the bond again instead of keep distancing and distancing until it breaks right right and you don't just work with women that are going through a breakup yeah you can be single for 10 years and say hmm i've had this pattern and what could i do about it but it's not the same thing than actually living the pattern and saying right this is the third time it's happened with my past three boyfriends i need to do something about this so normally they come when they are going through a breakup and they say this is the third time it's happened i need to fix it but some as well have had breakups a while ago and they're starting to reconnect with themselves they're starting to get into self-development and that's when they think i need to to find a way to break this pattern to really make this something that uh, works for me instead that sabotages me in relationships and relation and romantic relationships in general how does your work relate to or incorporate the differences between men and women i think it's the way that we grew up the way that men are told well if you just go out, party, find another person, you'll be fine. And they're not really told to sit with their feelings, to really think about what's happening to them. I think it gets to a point of consciousness that they really start thinking about there's more to life than just what I'm doing right now. That women can go quite at the top and really be, because they're a lot more connected with the universe with the energy so they don't feel like they have to go that deep because of our intuition is is stronger so it's kind of like a lot more flowy for men i find once they start going inward they really go deep they really want to know their shadow side they really want to know what triggers them but what i i definitely work with my clients is the masculine and feminine energies they can be very different is something that we we all have to to kind of learn to be in both the masculine and the feminine what is our shadow side yeah so your shadow side is the things that you don't really like about yourself and it's the, the things that really will bring all the dark darkness of you mm. right to really fight all the time that they've got lots of kind of nastiness it's really empowering that negative side or that shadow side and putting light into it so knowing why 
are those things happening to you? So why are you getting so angry? Maybe you're getting triggered because when you were a kid, no one listened to you because your parents were too busy. So it could be little things that then the accumulation throughout the years just makes you this very angry person. Or very protective or close to the vest. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, yeah. could ignore it as long as it stayed in the dark. But yeah. once you shine the light into your own, the dark corners of your personality, you're kind of left with nothing to deal with but yourself. Exactly. And <laughs> and it's all about bringing the awareness to that. So it's, it's what you say, bringing the light to the shadow side to just really bring awareness to it. And once you're aware, you are able to deal with it. It's not something that takes control from time to time. So you you actually can take control of, of your life a lot more. Right. And so if I change the way that I thought, like don't want to deal with myself, so I'm not going to make anyone else deal with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm doing a, a public service. Like you don't have to deal with me. I don't want to deal with me right? Yeah, it could be. I mean, there could be lots of reasons why. <laughs> it, could, once... it could also be that subconsciously you're wanting to be single, but you're still going on dates and all dates yeah. are horrendous. So yeah, it, it could be completely subconscious as well. It could be. And I want to point out that you and I were laughing, we're, we're having, this does not of course, it, there's going to be moments where it's emotionally draining. You're going to have to do some real emotional work. But one of the things that I I think that I just connected instantly with you on is that you don't make it scary. You're like, there's still going to be laughter. There's still yeah. going to be happiness. There's still going to be joy. And you can have a good experience. 100%. I think there's... there's um. There's this uh, feeling like people think, oh, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really dark because I'm this kind of person and I, I fall into sadness very quickly, all of those things. But the way that I, I have made it work for me was by being really light about it. If, if I focused 24 hours a day on it, probably yeah, it would have dragged me down. Mm -hmm. But um, I made it really fun for me. I made it really like a game, like, oh, this is happening because, okay, it's triggering me because of this and this. And so you you see it happening in the rest of your life. And, and because of it, you start seeing things improve as well. And that has been an amazing thing for me. I've healed relationships with people that I didn't think I was ever going to get on with. And, and suddenly it just started working. So Seeing that the good things happening because of the work really keeps you uh, pushing for it. You're a and flashlight. that's why. Sorry, that's why I, you I, are. I'm You're sorry. a flashlight. <laughs> Thank you. You truly are. Thanks. That's so nice of you. <laughs> I mean, you really are. You're a flashlight and you're like, here, let me just shine this and then let me let me walk you through this because yeah, there's some hope at the end of it. Exactly. And that's really what I want to to focus on and to really help the women that I deal with, because you can be in a breakup and feel like it's the end of the world. Like, why yeah. did this person that I was with for years suddenly decided that they didn't want me anymore? It can be really sad it can be really like 
ugh, and heavy and and that's why I'm always like very empowering, very like, yeah, but it's amazing. The beauty of it is that you can recreate yourself and you can have the life of your dreams. So really trying to switch from the negative to the positive and to really make them feel like there is a way out, that it is not all a dark pit that you're going to be in forever which sometimes they can feel a bit like that. So, I know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, going back to the masculine and feminine energy, this is a relatively, in the big scheme of things, a new topic. And a lot of people don't really buy into that. Some people are still like a man's a man and a woman's a woman. They still keep that very separated, very in a box kind of, like neatly packaged. Yeah. So yeah. how do you explain the balance of feminine and masculine energy? So the way that I see it, um, the masculine is the one where you're always busy looking for the next thing. And the, fe and the feminine is a lot more flowy. So be able to relax, be able to have things come to you to be open. It doesn't necessarily um, need to be open like I'm going to spill my secrets here. But really open, like, I'm here if you need me, um, open to receive from the universe, open to to just feel more and to let other people kind of come close to you. That, for me, is what open means. And it's really being in this state of flow of kind of surrendering and being like, yeah, this is nice. You know, to me, it feels like um, when you go to the beach and you kind of just sat there and you look at the sea in front of you and it's just so beautiful and you go like oh this is lovely kind of feeling right that's what the feminine kind of feels to me and the the masculine is having your timetable is being like very structured very rigid very um maybe closed off but for me it's, it's very rigid and strict and going through a, a to-do list and if anyone calls, no, 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 I don't have time for this because I've got to do this and this and this first. You need both of them. When I work with my clients and I have someone tell me, I can't stop contacting my ex, what do I do? Yeah, I tell them to do, you've got to start with step one, two, three, four. You kind of have to be in that masculine because it takes over. And then the the feminine won't kind of take over and go like, oh yeah, this is great, it'll be fine, it'll be fine kind of thing. So you have to balance the both. You you have to really, to be both basically. And that's both for men and women. Right. And I think that it's important for all of us to realize that we have both of these components in our personalities. I'm definitely yeah. more in the masculine energy than the feminine energy. I have to uh, like jumpstart my feminine side and go today's a self-care day and we're going to be nice yeah. to ourselves and we are going to do what exactly we want to do and we're going to nurture and we're going to take care of because mm -hmm. primarily most days I'm very just to the point very direct very we have to get this done non-stop um, yeah. and, and I stay very much in my head I you know I'm just now starting to listen to that alignment between what's in my head and what's in my gut and what's in my mm -hmm. heart. And that has taken, well, 20 years. <laughs> For being honest, it's taken 20 yeah. years to do that. 
Yeah, I think I think it's also the way we grew up. I mean, both my parents were um, directors of a company, so they were always very busy. They were always very much like, we've got this to do and this to do. And every weekend it was like headdresses, shopping, um, lunch, and then exercise and then dinner. And everything was like really um, scheduled. And it, it was the same with my life. I mean, I love a timetable. I love to do lists. I absolutely love it. And I create lists for everything. If I showed you right now my desk, I've got about a million here. <laughs> so it's uh, it's really just taking a moment back. So when I wake up, I now do um, an oracle card to kind of get into my intuition. And I listen to what do I want that day? What do I need that day? And kind of let my intuition give me a bit of a message there. <laughs> So what would you say to skeptics? Because I, I can I can almost hear the skeptics going, yeah. it's not that deep. Like it is what it is, or you've had these experiences because you have a, you know, you just pick the wrong people or you are in the wrong dating pool or you're meeting them in the wrong place. Um, there's so many things, but okay, let's take all of that out. What would you say to the skeptics on how beneficial it is? If you're a logical person, if you're in your head all the time, or if you're in to-do lists uh, the majority of the time, how would you help them kind of awaken and listen to that intuition? Because I believe that our intuition is guiding us whether we're aware of it or not. And that's the thing is that whether you, you like it or not, whether you believe in it or not, at the end of the day, you've always had a gut feeling, mm -hmm. whether you've listened or not. And so what I tend to do with these people at the very beginning um, is to, to let them write down. So every time that you have a feeling or that a thought comes to you of, oh, maybe I'll walk instead of taking the bus. And then you see that the bus was a three hours late because it had broke down or had an accident or whatever is the little things that will turn the skeptic into a believer for example yeah. you leave your house in the morning and you think oh it's sunny but i kind of feel like i'm going to take my umbrella i'm just going to put it in the bag just in case mm -hmm. and then in the evening you decide to go for drinks with your friends and it starts raining at 10 p.m yeah it was sunny in the morning but i have to tell you when you start being aware that there's intuition in in front of you it's it's pretty magical it is it's yeah. pretty, because before i i would just make a random like let's say i made a random left and before i'd be like what are you doing you know it's and i would fight it fight it fight it but then when i stopped fighting that i would find the store that i needed much closer or i, I would yeah. have an experience that i wouldn't otherwise have and it didn't really delay me or disrupt my life the way that I thought that it would it was going to yeah right um this is all very very interesting and for those that are listening that are thinking we've kind of gone off track of relationships and breakups we really haven't because once you're really listening to your intuition once you're really listening to what your energy is you're shining light on your shadow self. Mm -hmm. And so you're yeah. coming into the next relationship a lot, a lot clearer. 
Yeah. And if you listen to your intuition, then you'll you'll see if your intuition tells you that, oh, this is not the right person or no, this person is going to mess you about all of those things. I mean, it saved me so many probably bad dates. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the I think one of the because it'll all impact us different and just listening to you and having this conversation what I'm taking away from it and and realizing is that I'm, if I choose, because it is my choice, but if I choose to enter in to another relationship, I won't depend on them as much in, yes. in unhealthy ways, such as I won't depend on them to make sure that there's no conflict. I won't depend on them to just know what I need in the moment because yeah. I'm more confident and being able to go, well, this is how I am. And while I have my flaws, I'll tell you about those as well. But this is who I am. I'm interested in knowing who you are. And there's that connection. So it goes down to communication. And you have to be comfortable with it. You have to feel good about it. And that's the thing. You have to, to know what you want. You have to know who you are to have that communication as well. You can't just have a communication with a wall. No. And if you don't know who you are, it's like the other person communicating with a wall because you you don't know what you are. <laughs> exactly. And it's a ripple effect because now you're removing a little bit of a shame, a little bit of the maybe guilt that we hold on to or, mm-hmm. you know, rationalizations that might be untrue or no longer yeah. serving a, a purpose. Yeah. Us. So it's a ripple effect to it. 100%. Which is why you make it light, why you can make it light. Yeah. Because you know it's and all the, good. Exactly. Once you eliminate it, it's gone. You don't have to to carry it with you forever. It's not that heavy weight on your shoulders anymore. When I started doing this work, I had um, so much guilt over this boyfriend when I was 15. When I went on holiday, I kissed another boy. And for 20 years, I carried it with me, the shame and the guilt of it. (laughs) I'd completely forgotten about the story, but clearly my body was still really, really bad about it. And doing the work, I managed to just release it. And suddenly I was like, oh my God. And I messaged the guy and we were just chatting and it was fun. It was nice. And I didn't have that feeling of, being embarrassed of what I did or being um telling myself that I was a bad person because mm. when I was 15 I kissed someone else on a holiday and it just yeah it really changes you and it makes sense I mean we talk about how our childhood and circumstance and childhood affects all other aspects of our lives yeah this is of course it would it would it goes into our relationships and oh 100 percent. and not only the relationships it goes into everything else your beliefs about money your beliefs about marriage your beliefs about work it's yeah it, it carries everywhere in your life but you can't let something at 15 define you and if you had not Mm-mm. if you'd not made the connection then it would have continued to define you without yeah you really knowing that and understanding that yeah exactly and and then you just carry that message in your subconscious into other things and well if I did that when I was 15 maybe he's cheating on me as well so no now I've got to be very controlling and 
it just kind of becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and heavier and heavier and heavier. So yeah, once you just get rid of it, it's, it's even done with. Yeah, in the South, uh, we have a saying, the guilty dog always barks first. So, and I, <laughs> I've said that in so many times, like when I would be accused of, well, who, who's that guy? Who are you talking to? I'd be like, guilty dog always barks first. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you over there doing? Why are you making so exactly. much noise about this? <laughs> yeah. And now hearing your story, it could be that they weren't doing anything in this relationship. Maybe they had in a previous and they were yeah. bringing it to us. But exactly. awareness is awareness. And when we're self-aware, we can be aware of others as well. Yeah. Wow, this 34 minutes have gone by super quick. So quick. <laughs> you are so easy to talk to. Thank you. <laughs> You're so much fun. You're so much fun. So tell people a little bit about your practice, how they can get in touch with you. Are you global? Are you only seen um, in, in taking on clients in the UK? Like what's your, how can so, people- So far I've only been taking clients in the UK, but um, I'd love to take clients everywhere in the world because, well, once this virus is, is gone, I was uh, planning on being a bit more uh, remote. So being able to travel a lot more, my family is in Spain, so I'd love to spend a bit more time in Spain as well and just being closer with family. So um, you can find me on Instagram at dreamlifebyunderscoredesign. Um, I'm basically there all the time supporting women, talking to people, DMing anyone that's got any questions that want to know about their shadow side. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, you can find all the, um, information in my website as well. And yeah, that's, that's who I am. <laughs> Perfect. And guys, if you, uh, look at the episode guide, all of the links, you can, you can link directly to her from her page in the episode guide. Um, so please find her. And even if, because you'd be amazed, even if you're not experiencing a breakup right now, but you're seeing certain patterns of behavior, certain relationship patterns and friendships and work and romantic relationships, you need to talk to Alex because they're yeah. all intertwined. They 100%. truly are. Yeah. And, and also, if you, if you feel like um, you kind of lost who you are, I've, I've worked mm -hmm. with someone who broke up um, with their ex a while back, but even if it was six months, she still hadn't like really reconnected with herself. She didn't know who she was. She still felt a bit scared of getting out there. She, she couldn't really connect with her friends anymore because they were friends with their ex. So it was very complicated and she just felt like she really needed to get her confidence back to really be able to step into her power. And, and yeah, and yes. she did great after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You need to talk to Alex. Even if you don't think you need to talk to Alex, you need to talk to Alex. So uh, check her out in the episode guide, follow her on Instagram. And thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. I wish. We just had all day. I know. <laughs> I could speak about this all day. <laughs> this was the first thing on my list to do today. It was my first appointment. I can't tell you how happy I am that it was because you've set the tone for the rest of my day. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. <laughs> so 
thank you. And I hope that the energy carries to the rest of the week as well. Oh, I hope so too. <laughs> thank you to all the sponsors of the Ambry podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week. Special shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T. Martin. You ladies are amazing and your support means the world to me. If you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash Anbri. You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.